I would like to welcome back my listener to WTF Politics and other stuff too. My name is Vic and today I'm going to talk about the Biden administration's continuing efforts to just be completely out of touch with the people, VP Harris's apparent infighting within our inner circle, and California's power grid issues. The Biden administration continues to be out of touch. None of us are surprised. On July 1st, the Biden administration tweeted out a pun-filled message about barbecuing on the 4th of July. It reads, quote, Planning a cookout this year? Catch up on the news. According to the Farm Bureau, the cost of a 4th of July barbecue is down from last year. It's a fact you must have heard. Hot dog, the Biden economic plan is working, and that's something we can all relish. End quote. Oh, my God. It also had some pics of barbecue food, you know, the meats, the corn, the beans, chips, ice cream, etc. With the title, in all caps, the cost of a 4th of July cookout in 2021 is down 16 cents from last year. They cite the source as the Farm Bureau. Wow, they're really out of touch with reality if they think this is something to put front and center um, as if, you know, our lives are getting so much better now that we're saving 16 cents on a barbecue. I mean, honestly, I I don't know what to say. (laughs) The Biden administration is, I mean, they're really celebrating that this economic plan is working. Wait, what? I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? Hello? I mean, what world are they living in? I mean, I think it's confirmed. The Democrats have lost touch with reality. But then again, they probably did that years ago. I mean, I know the few things that the Biden economic plan has done. It's raised consumer prices 4.2% compared to April of last year. Gas prices are up. Hell, used car prices are up 10%. And eating out is more expensive as you know, food prices just continue to rise. So I'm not sure what economic plan the administration is relishing about. I mean, according to Wikipedia, his plan reads like uh, Biden presented his economic policy as the build back better plan. while presidential candidate in July, 2020 by March, 2021, the administration had begun preparing a legislative package estimated to cost $3 trillion over the next 10 years with infrastructure modernization as the centerpiece. Uh, The proposal be largely financed through adding a 39.6% tax bracket on those making over $400,000 a year. And by increasing the corporate tax rate to 28%, after his predecessor had cut the rate from 35 to 21%. You know, that was Trump who brought it down. And Well, look, things were flourishing until last year. The proposal would also tax long-term capital gains as ordinary income for households making over $1 million. $1 million, I'm sorry. Infrastructure. Hmm. We have heard the debate on that one. At first, infrastructure was anything the Democrats said it was not even consulting the Republicans. Then when the Republicans finally got a say and mutually agreed upon an infrastructure plan and it was finalized, 
Biden says he would not sign the bipartisan infrastructure deal if Congress doesn't also pass a reconciliation bill, you know, committing to a dual-track system to get them both passed. Also chiming in was the ever-popular Speaker Nancy Pelosi saying that the House would not vote on a bipartisan infrastructure bill until the Senate passes a larger set of Democratic priorities through budget reconciliation. Hmm. So Speaker Pelosi will not allow a vote till they get their dream list. I mean, that's, wow. Talk about acting like children. Give me this or you're not getting anything. I mean, grow up. Again, what world do these people live in that this kind of extortion is allowed? I mean, at first, President Biden applauds the bipartisan bill, then threatens to veto it, then walks back that veto all within two days. You know, basically, if he didn't get the other bill as well. I mean, can you imagine if the Republicans try to stunt like that? Democrats would make it seem like the apocalypse was happening. And it was at our door. It would be on the streets starving and dying within a year. Of course, the media would, you know, hype the narrative too as well, because we know the lamestream media despises Republicans and anyone with, you know, right-leaning views. I mean, we all know the media manipulates the truth or, in a lot of cases, makes their own truth regardless of the facts. Kind of reminds me of the James Bond film, Tomorrow Never Dies. Check it out and you'll see what I mean. You know, and speaking of the administration in power right now, VP Harris's office is probably got, sounds like they got a little bit of a rift and some infighting going on in there. It's come to light that there's, you know, a bit of infighting in the inner circle, which is spilling out and causing concern among Democrats that she will not be in a good position for 2024, you know, that election cycle. One of the main culprits of this infighting is her chief of staff, Tina Florino, or however the hell you say her name, who seems to wield her power as the gatekeeper to the vice president, effectively shutting out several of the VP's longtime political and business allies. Phone calls aren't being, you know, returned, which, you know, seems to anger at least or at least concern some in her, you know, inner circle. You know, privately described by Biden's office, you know, or I'm sorry, privately described by a Biden official as a, quote, shit show. Axios Axios is reporting that, and it seems her staff, friends, and donors are very unhappy. Um, Here's a quote. People are thrown under the bus from the very top. There are short fuses, and it's an abusive environment, one source told Politico. It's not a healthy environment, and people are often feeling mistreated. It's not a place where people feel supported, but a place where people feel treated like shit, end quote. Wow. Okay. Then again, I think this sort of challenge has followed uh, Harris uh, throughout most of her career anyway. Uh, Let's see. And of course, the White House has stated she's got a challenging job, a hard job. And she has a great supportive team of people around her. But other than that, I'm not going to go into any more comments on those reports, uh, Press Secretary Saki says. I mean, relations between Harris's office and the West Wing are reportedly tense, with some Biden officials seeing her operation as poorly managed, uh, as Axios is reporting as well. Some senior administration officials are concerned what would happen if President Biden didn't run for re-election in 2024 and she became the Democratic presidential nominee. Hmm. That would be really interesting. 
A story in Politico earlier this week described a tense and at times door. I'm not really sure. I guess I should look that up. Atmosphere in Harris's office with one source saying it's a place where people feel treated like shit. Wow, it just seems like uh, people getting treated like shit and calling this a shit show is uh, kind of spreading. And apparently there's a gusher of leaks about all the dysfunction and infighting in there. I mean, it's really sad. You know, I mean, Axios reported many Democrats, including some current senior administration officials, are concerned she could not defeat whomever the Republican Party puts up, even if it were Donald Trump with a Democratic operative also saying that you know, some in the party are starting to think, oh, she's fucking up. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, maybe she shouldn't be the heir apparent. Uh, Biden senior advisor Cedric Richmond, Richmond told Axios that this is nothing but a, quote, whisper campaign designed to sabotage her, end quote. And wife, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klein says... She's off to the fastest and strongest start of any vice president I have ever seen, end quote. Oh, Lord. Wow, they really are living in an alternate reality. Well, I mean, there you have it, folks. All is well with the vice president, and there's nothing to fear, you know, according to the White House and senior Biden uh, officials. But then, you know, I mean, of course, the White House is going to circle the wagons and dis- defend the VP. They you know, certainly can't admit they made a mistake in their choice as the number two person in charge. I mean, that would be disastrous. Oh, the horror. You know, let's, uh, let's move on to California because I just love talking about California since I'm stuck here for the next few months anyway. Uh, California's energy grid is overloaded well, with people using energy during peak hours, including electric cars. You know, one, uh, headline uh, read i mean the power system is, i mean it's severely overloaded when people switch on their acs and decide to use their major major energy sucking devices dishwashers washers dryers and you guessed it electric cars <laughs> i'm sorry but i have to laugh the electric cars bit just it, it just tickles me because you know california encourages people to buy electric cars You know, so they're good little minions and, you know, the people run out and get electric cars like the fancy Tesla or whatever electric cars may be on the market. Because, you know, California leads the way in the country when it comes to getting things right. Okay, I couldn't even say that without laughing a little bit, you know. And Governor Newsom has set a target date of 2035 for ending the sale of gas and diesel powered vehicles within the state, all in the name of clean air. Okay, I mean, I guess it's not a terrible thing. However, I mean, if we got the same energy grid problems here 14 years from now, you know, I mean, it can't handle the power requirements. What's it going to look like in the next 14, 15 years? I haven't heard any plans to strengthen the power other than trying to get people to, you know, only use power, you know, when it's, you know, best suits the power grid. I guess they want people in the middle of the night to, you know, wash their cars and all that good stuff, you know, when the power consumption is at its lowest. I mean, California is trying to influence behavior of electricity use. Uh, Patty Monahan, the lead commissioner on transportation at California's Energy Commission states, rates are a climate strategy. 
And California plans on using rates to help drive charging behaviors that are going to help the state electrify transportation while cutting carbon from the grid and saving, you know, rate payers and drivers money, end quote. Basically, when people get home from work in the early evening, that's when most people plug in like their cars and make sure the air is going, you know, when rates are highest, you know, during the day, because that's a, you know, that is a peak time. And it's also the hottest part of the day. You don't expect people to run their air conditioners. So does that mean I have to remember every night before I go to bed to plug in my car, you know, so I can get to work the next day? I mean, California is conditioning its citizens to conform to their way of thinking all in the name of progress. Patty Monahan also told Newsweek last week that the you know the times of day Californians choose to charge their electric vehicles will be important in keeping the power grid balanced as uh, reliance on electric vehicles grows. I mean, do you really think that this in this day and age, the way people act, they're going to conform to that? It's quite possible, but let's face it: a lot of these like Tesla owners and people who you know, are going to buy these expensive electric cars, in my opinion, at least in California, it's not going to work. You know, uh, a lot of people in California seem to be a little too worried about me, 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 me. But you have to do what the rest of the people say, or you know, the, the government says. I mean, are they really thinking it through? Also, what are car manufacturers going to do? Not everyone, you know. Not all of them have an efficient electric car in the market. Also, the infrastructure to handle electric cars across the state. I mean, at this point, it's like you can charge your car up as, you know, can you charge your car up as fast as you fill it with a tank of gas or diesel? No. Takes takes a bit more to uh, charge up that electric car. Also, you really have to plan out some long-distance trips. Granted, I bet there's, you know, an app that'll help you do that, but with driving conditions, you know, varying so much, accidents, inclement weather, you know, whatever, you know, what if you have a lead foot, you know, that's going to drain the battery a little bit faster. And, that would, and honestly, it would be really sucky to just run out of, you know, juice in the middle of the desert with no cell service. You really have a tough time there. You know, I just find it really amusing. California encourages people to buy electric cars and then sets a target date, you know, for, you know, that being the only type automobile sold in the state. Then turns around and says, but please only charge your vehicle during these hours. <laughs> in California, government wonders why they're the state most made fun of and ridiculed. It's because of, you know, just stupid shit like that. I mean, they just don't have a clue like apparently the current uh, administration for the country. Okay, last thing I'm going to talk about today, and the, it's actually the other stuff too segment, is job searching. You know, with millions of Americans out of work these days, it's it's tough to find a job, you know, a good paying job. Everyone keeps claiming, you know, the restaurant industry or, you know, minimum wage type jobs. There's plenty of it, but nobody's nobody's getting a job. If you want a decent paying job, it seems like these days, what happened to you, know, you go through like four or five, six interviews before you can you know get a job. Is it that tough and they have that many people that they need to have this many interviews to whittle people down? I mean, a friend of mine, you know, he, you know, 
is looking for a new job. He still has his job, but he's looking. And, uh, you know, typically it's like at a minimum four interviews, you know, via phone or Zoom or Teams or, you know, whatever video chat, you know, app people may be using. But one just killed me. It was three phone interviews and then four one-hour Zoom calls with various people in the, you know, in the company. Really? Seven fucking interviews for a job? I mean, it's, it just blows my mind. I mean, I guess there's that many people out there that they need to do this kind of thing. You know, and a lot of times, you know, in addition to these drawn out lengthy interviews that seem to last for weeks and sometimes months, you get the dumbest fucking questions. It's like, how many babies do you think are going to be born this year? Or if you were shrunk to the size of a pencil and stuck in a blender, what would you do? Now, granted, that one's from a while ago, but, you know, still makes my point. Or, you know, what kind of product can you build us that we're not going to pay you for? I mean, really? I mean, just, I mean, you can look this stuff up and just look at like Glassdoor or something like that to see like just the most ridiculous interview questions that have nothing to do with, you know, the job you're applying for. Granted, I understand some of these questions maybe, you know, they want to see your thought process or, you know, how you rationalize or how quick you think on your feet. But honestly, I mean, come on. You know, st- stick to questions that have to do with the job and your ability to do it. Okay, and with that, you know, that's all I got. You know, all right, today we covered the uh, Biden administration being out of touch with America, volatile work environment Vice President Harris has created, and California's energy crisis and how insane this job search is today. Oh, that, that one's still all right, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, so go ahead and hit that follow button. And as always, I encourage you to do your research on the issues and get involved. Time for, si- time for staying silent is over. Make your voice heard. Have a great day. God bless America.